citizenship. Kinds of citizenship. Natural born, naturalized. Natural born, natural born citizens are those who are citizens of the Philippines from birth without having to perform any act to acquire or perfect their Philippine citizenship. Those born before January 17, 1973 of Filipino mothers who elect Philippine citizenship upon reaching the age of majority shall be deemed natural-born citizens. Naturalized Those who have become Filipino citizens through naturalization, generally under CA number 473, otherwise known as the Revised Naturalization Law, and by RA 530. Lee vs. Director of Lands The constitutional prescription on alien ownership of lands of the public or private domain was intended to protect lands from pulling in the hands of non-Filipinos. In this case, however, there would be no more public policy violated since the land is in the hands of Filipinos qualified to acquire and own such land. Thus, the subsequent transfer of the property to qualified Filipinos may no longer be impugned on the basis of the invalidity of the initial transfer. The objective of the constitutional provision to keep our lands in a Filipino hand has been achieved. Who are citizens? The following are citizens of the Philippines. Those who are citizens of the Philippines at the time of the adoption of the 1987 Constitution. Those whose fathers or mothers are citizens of the Philippines. Those born before January 17, 1973 of Filipino mothers who elect Philippine citizenship upon reaching the age of majority and those who are naturalized in accordance with law. Children of Filipino Parents Republic versus Sagon it is a settled rule that only legitimate children follow the citizenship of the father and that illegitimate children are under the parental authority of the mother and follow her nationality. An illegitimate child of Filipina need not perform any act to confer upon him all the rights and privileges attached to citizens of the Philippines. He automatically becomes a citizen himself. In Bilian Do versus Isariti, one born to a father who has been naturalized as a Filipino himself is to be considered a Filipino citizen born to a Filipino father, even on the assumption that the naturalization proceedings and the subsequent issuance of a certificate of naturalization were invalid, he can still be considered a natural-born Filipino citizen having been born to a Filipino mother and having impliedly elected Filipino citizenship when he reached the majority age. Election Reapplication of a Qing case Can a legitimate child born under the 1935 Constitution of a Filipino mother and an alien father validly elect Philippine citizenship 14 years after he was reached the age of majority? No. The 1973 and 87 constitutional provisions on the election of Philippine citizenship should not be understood as having a curative effect on any irregularity in the acquisition of citizenship for those covered by the 1935 Constitution. If the citizenship of a person was subject to challenge under the old charter, it remains subject to challenge under the new charter, even if the judicial challenge had not been commenced before the effectivity of the new constitution. CA No. 625, which was enacted pursuant to Section 1, Paragraph 3 of Article 4 of the 1935 Constitution, prescribes the procedure that should be followed in order to make a valid election of Philippine citizenship. Under Section 1 thereof, legitimate children born of Filipino mothers may elect Philippine citizenship by ex expressing such in uh, intention in a statement to be signed and sworn to by the party concerned before any officer authorized to administer oath and shall be filed with the nearest civil registry. 
the said party shall accompany the aforesaid statement with the oath of allegiance to the Constitution and the Government of the Philippines. However, the 1935 Constitution and CA 625 did not prescribe a time period within which the election of Philippine citizenship should be made. The 1935 Charter only provides that the election should be made upon reaching the age of majority. Since election was clearly beyond by any reasonable yardstick, the allowable period within which to exercise the privilege. Ma et al. versus Fernandez Jr. Should children born under the 1935 Constitution of a Filipino mother and an alien father who executed an affidavit of election of Philippine citizenship and took their oath of allegiance to the government upon reaching the age of majority, but who failed to immediately file the documents of election with the nearest registry, be considered parinational subject to deportation as undocumented aliens for failure to obtain alien certificates of registration? No. The statutory formalities of electing Philippine citizenship are 1. A statement of election under oath. 2. An oath of allegiance to the Constitution and Government of the Philippines. And 3. Registration of the statement of election and of the oath within the nearest civil registry. Where, as in petitioner's case, the election of citizenship has in fact been done and documented within the constitutional and statutory time frame, the registration of the documents of election beyond the frame should be allowed if, in the meanwhile, positive acts of citizenship have publicly, consistently, and continuously been done. The actual exercise of Philippine citizenship for over half a century by the herein petitioners is actual notice to the Philippines public, which is equivalent to formal registration of the election of Philippine citizenship. Registration is the confirmation of the existence of a fact. In the instant case, registration is the confirmation of election as such election. It is not the registration of the act of election, although a valid requirement under CA 625 that will confer Philippine citizenship on the petitioners. It is only a means of confirming the fact that citizenship has been claimed. In Co versus uh, its RET, Election becomes material because Section 2 of Article 4 of the Constitution accords natural-born status to children born of Filipino mothers before January 17, 1973 if they elect citizenship upon reaching the age of majority. To expect the respondent to have formally or in writing elected citizenship when he came of age is to ask for the unnatural and unnecessary. The reason is obvious. He was already a citizen. Not only was his mother a natural-born citizen, but his father had been naturalized when the respondent was only nine years old. In 1969, election through a sworn statement would have been an unusual and unnecessary procedure for one who had been a citizen since he was nine years old. The private respondents did more than merely exercise his right of suffrage. He has established his life here in the Philippines. For those in the peculiar situation of the respondent who cannot be expected to have elected Philippine citizenship, as they were already uh, citizens, we apply the Enre Maliari rule. The filing of a sworn statement or formal declaration is a requirement for those who still have to elect citizenship. For those already Filipinos, when the time to elect came up, there are acts of deliberate choice which cannot be less binding. Entering a profession open only to Filipinos serving in public office where citizenship is a qualification, voting during election time, running for public office, and other categorical acts of similar nature are themselves formal manifestation of these persons. An election of Philippine citizenship presupposes that the person electing is an alien or his status is doubtful because he is a national of two countries. In our jurisdiction, an attack on a person's citizenship may only be done through a direct action for its nullity.
who can be citizens? Any person having the following qualifications may become a citizen of the Philippines by naturalization. 1. He must be not less than 18 years of age on the day of the hearing of the petition. 2. He must have resided in the Philippines for a continuous period of not less than 10 years. This shall be understood as reduced to 5 years for any petitioner having any of the following qualifications. A. Having honorably held office under the government of the Philippines or under that of any of the provinces, cities, municipalities, or political subdivisions thereof. B. Having established a new industry or introduced a useful invention in the Philippines. C. Being married to a Filipino woman. D. Having been engaged as a teacher in the Philippines in public or recognized private school, not established for the exclusive instruction of children or persons of a particular nationality or race in any of the branches of education or industry for a period of not less than two years. E. Having born in the Philippines. 3. He must be of good moral character and believes in the principles underlying the Philippine Constitution and must have conducted himself in a proper and irreproachable manner in his relation with the constituted government as well as with the community in which he is living. 4. He must own real estate in the Philippines worth not less than 5,000 pesos or must have some known lucrative trade, profession, or lawful occupation. 5. He must be able to speak and write English or Spanish and any one of the principal Philippine languages. 6. He must have enrolled his minor children of school age in any of the public schools or duly recognized private schools where Philippine history, government, and civics are taught or prescribed as part of the school curriculum. Modes of Acquiring Citizenship There are four. Yus Sanguinis, which is conferred by virtue of blood relationship. Yus Soli, conferred by place of birth naturalization, and res judicata. Take note of go, senior versus go. Cases involving issues on citizenship are sui generis. Once the citizenship of an individual is put into question, it is necessarily has to be thrust out and decided upon. In the case of Rivaldo versus Comelec, we said that decisions declaring the acquisition or denial of citizenship cannot govern a person's future status with finality. This is because a person may subsequently reacquire or, for that matter, lost his citizenship under any of the modes recognized by law for the purpose. Citizenship proceedings are a class of its own in that, unlike other cases, res judicata does not obtain as a matter of course. In a long line of decisions, this court said that every time the citizenship of a person is material or indispensable in a judicial or administrative case, whatever the corresponding court or uh, Administrative authority decides therein as to such citizenship is generally not considered as res judicata. Hence, it has no uh, it has to be thrust out again and again as the occasion may be demand. Res judicata may be applied in cases of citizenship only if the following concur. A person's citizenship must be raised as a material issue in a controversy where said person is a party. The solicitor general or his authorized representative took active part in the resolution thereof and the findings of citizenship is affirmed by this court. Modes of losing and requiring citizenship In Balias versus Comelec, under Comelec Act No. 63, a Filipino citizen may lose his citizenship 
1. By natural recession in a parent country. 2. By express renunciation of citizenship. 3. By subscribe, uh, subscribing to an oath of allegiance to support the constitution or laws of a parent country upon attaining 21 years of age or more. 4. By accepting commission in the military naval or air service of a parent country. 5. By cancellation of the certificate of naturalization. 6. By having been declared by competent authority a deserter of the Philippine armed forces in time of war unless subsequently a plenary pardon or amnesty has been granted and seven in case of a woman upon her marriage to a foreigner if by virtue of the laws enforced in her husband's country she acquires his nationality in order that citizenship may be lost by renunciation such renunciation must be expressed in the case of asnar versus Komalek, the court ruled that the mere fact that respondent was a holder of a certificate stating that he is an american did that mean that he is no longer a filipino and that an application for an alien certificate of registration was not tantamount to renunciation of his philippine citizenship and in mercado versus mansano it was held that the fact that uh, a respondent was registered as an American citizen and the Bureau of Immigration and Deportation and was holding an American passport were just assertions of his American nationality before the termination of his American citizenship. Thus, the mere fact that the Iranian private respondent was a holder of an Australian passport and an, an alien certificate of registration are not acts constituting an effective renunciation of citizenship and do not militate against her claim of Filipino citizenship. Bingson III versus SRET case. To be naturalized, an applicant has to prove that he possesses all the qualifications and none of the disqualifications provided by law to become a Filipino citizen. The decision granting Philippine citizenship becomes executory only after two years from its promulgation when the court is satisfied that during the intervening period the applicant has not left the Philippines, has dedicated himself to a lawful calling or profession, has not been convicted of any offense or violation of government promulgated rules, or committed any act or act prejudicial to the interest of the nation or contrary to any government-announced policies. Filipino citizens who have lost their citizenship may, however, reacquire the same in the manner provided by law. CA number 63 enumerates the three modes by which Philippine citizenship may be reacquired by a former citizen by naturalization, by repatriation, and by direct act of Congress. Naturalization is mode for both acquisition and reacquisition of Philippine citizenship. As a mode of initially acquiring Philippine citizenship, naturalization is governed by CA 473 as amended. On the other hand, naturalization as a mode of reacquiring Philippine citizenship is governed by CA number 63. Under this law, a former Filipino citizen who wishes to uh, reacquire Philippine citizenship must possess certain qualifications and none of the disqualifications mentioned in Section 4 of CA 473. Repatriation, on the other hand, may be had under various statutes by those who lost their citizenship due to desertion of the armed forces, service in the armed forces of the Allied forces in World War II, service in the armed forces of the United States at any other time, marriage of a Filipino woman to an alien, and political and economic necessity. As distinguished from the lengthy process of naturalization, repatriation simply consists of 1. Taking of an oath of allegiance to the Republic of the Philippines and 2. Registering said oath in the local civil jurisdiction of the place where the person concerned resided or last resided. Moreover, repatriation results in the recovery of the original nationality. This means that a naturalized Filipino who lost his citizenship will be restored to his prior status as a naturalized Filipino citizen. 
on the other hand, if he was originally a natural-born citizen before he lost his Philippine citizenship, he will be restored to his former status as a natural-born Filipino, having thus taken the uh, required oath of allegiance to the Republic and having registered the same in the Civil Registry of Magantarim Pangasinan in accordance with the aforesighted provision, Respondent Cruz is deemed to have recovered his original status as a natural-born citizen, a status which he acquired at birth as the son of a Filipino father. Naturalization Different laws on naturalization. We have CE number 473, we have RA 530, and RA-9139 or the Administrative Naturalization Law of 2000. It is a process by which a foreigner acquires voluntarily or by operation of law the citizenship of another state. It may be direct or derivative. Direct naturalization is effected by individual proceedings usually judicial by special act of legislature, by collective change of nationality and masse as a result of cessation or subjugation, and by adoption of orphan minors as nationals of the state where they are born. It is derivative if uh, naturalization is conferred on the wife of the naturalized husband, on the minor children of the naturalized parent, and on the alien woman upon marriage to a national. Fourth, under existing laws, an alien may acquire Philippine citizenship through either judicial naturalization under CA 473 or administrative naturalization under RA 9139 or the administrative naturalization law of 2000. A third option, called derivative naturalization, which is available to alien women married to Filipino husband, is found under Section 15 of CA 473. 5. In our jurisdiction, an alien woman married to a Filipino shall acquire his citizenship only if she herself might be lawfully naturalized. Thus, derivative naturalization does not always follow as a matter of course. Moya Lim Yao versus Commissioner of Immigration Granting the validity of marriage, the court has ruled in Lee Kyuk Ha versus Galang that the bare fact of a valid marriage to a citizen does not suffice to confer his citizenship upon the wife. Section 15 of the Nat Naturalization Law requires that the alien woman who marries a Filipino must show in addition to that she might herself be lawfully naturalized as a Filipino citizen. As construed in the decision uh, cited, this last condition requires proof that the woman who married a Filipino is herself not disqualified under Section 4 of the Naturalization Law. RA Number 8171, Kukilia v. Comelec In the case at bar, petitioner lost his domicile of origin in Oras by becoming a U.S. citizen after enlisting in the U.S. Navy in 1965. From then on and until November 10, 2000, when he reacquired Philippine citizenship, petitioner was an alien without any right to reside in the Philippines, save as our immigration laws may have allowed him to stay as a visitor or as a resident alien. In Kaase versus CA, this court ruled that the immigration to the United States by virtue of a green card, which entitles one to reside permanently in that country, constitute abandonment of domicile in the, in the Philippines with more reason than or then does naturalization in a foreign country result in an abandonment of domicile in the Philippines. Here, petitioner was repatriated under RA 2630 but under RA 8171, which provides for the repatriation of, among others, natural-born Filipinos who lost their citizenship on account of political or economic necessity. The fact is that by having been naturalized abroad, he lost his Philippine citizenship and with his residence in the Philippines,
until his reacquisition of Philippine citizenship on November 10, 2000, petitioner did not reacquire his legal residence in this country. In Tabasa versus CA, the only persons entitled to repatriation under RA 8171 are the following. 1. Filipino women who lost their Philippine citizenship by marriage to aliens. And second, natural-born Filipinos, including their minor children, who lost their Philippine citizenship on account of political or economic necessity. In the case at bar, there is no dispute that petitioner was a Filipino at birth. In 1968, while he was still a minor, his father was naturalized as an American citizen and by derivative naturalization, petitioner acquired U.S. citizenship. Petitioner now wants us to believe that he is entitled to automatic repatriation as a child of natural-born Filipinos who left the country due to a political or economic necessity. This is absurd. Petitioner was no longer a minor at the time of his repatriation on June 13, 1996. The privilege under RA 8171 belongs to children who are minor of age at the time of the filing of the petition for repatriation. Neither can petitioner be a natural-born Filipino who left the country due to a political economic necessity. Clearly, he lost his Philippine citizenship by operation of law and not due to political or economic exigencies. In some, petitioner is not qualified to avail himself of repatriation under RA 8171. However, he can possibly reacquire Philippine citizenship by availing of the Citizenship Retention and Reacquisition Act of 2003 by simply taking an oath of allegiance to the Republic of the Philippines. Dual Citizenship and Dual Allegiance Section 5. Dual Allegiance of Citizens is inimical to the national interest and shall be dealt with by law. In Mercado versus Manzano, dual citizenship is different from dual allegiance. The former arises when, as a result of the concurrent application of the different laws of two or more states, a person is simultaneously considered a national by the said states. For instance, such a situation may arise when a person whose parents are citizens of a state which adheres to the principle of jus sanguinis is born in a state which follows the doctrine of jus soli. Such a person, ipso facto and without any voluntary act on his part, is concurrently considered a citizen of both states. Considering the citizenship clause of our Constitution, it is possible for the following classes of citizens of Philippines to possess dual citizenship. 1. Those born of Filipino fathers and or mothers in a foreign countries which follow the principle of jus soli. 2. Those born in the Philippines of Filipino mothers and alien fathers if by loss of their father's country such children are citizens of that country. Third, those who marry aliens if by the loss of the latter's country the former are considered citizens unless by their act or omission they are deemed to have renounced Philippine citizenship. Dual allegiance, on the other hand, refers to the situation in which a person simultaneously owes by some positive act loyalty to two or more states. While dual citizenship is involuntary, dual allegiance is the result of an individual's volition. With respect to dual allegiance, Article 4, Section 5 of the Constitution provides, Dual allegiance of citizens is inimical to the national interest and shall be dealt with by law. In including Section 5 and Article 4 on citizenship, the concern of the Constitutional Commission was not with dual citizens per se, but with naturalized citizens who maintain their allegiance to their countries of origin even after their naturalization. Hence, the praise the world citizenship in RA 7160, Section 40, Paragraph D, and in RA 7854, Section 20 must be understood as referring to dual allegiance. 
Consequently, persons with mere dual allegiance citizenship do not fall under this disqualification, unlike those with dual allegiance who must therefore be subject to strict process with respect to determination of their status for candidates with dual citizenship. It should suffice if, upon the filing of their certificates of candidacy, they elect Philippine citizenship to terminate their status as a persons with dual citizenship, considering that their condition is the unavoidable consequence of conflicting laws of different states. By electing Philippine citizenship, such candidates at the time forswear allegiance to other country of which they are also citizens and thereby terminate their status as dual citizens. It may be that, that from the point of view of the foreign state that of its laws, such an individual has not effectively renounced his foreign citizenship that is of no moment. To recapitulate by declaring in his certificate of candidacy that he is a Filipino citizen, that he is not a permanent resident or immigrant of another country, that he will defend and support a constitution of the Philippines and bear true faith and allegiance thereto, and that he does not without mental reservation, private respondent has, as far as the laws of this country are concerned, effectively predicted his uh, American citizenship and anything which he may have said before as a dual citizen. On the other hand, private respondents' oath of allegiance to the Philippines, when considered with the fact that he has spent his youth and adulthood, received his education, practiced his profession as an artist, and taken part in past elections in this country, leaves no doubt of his election of Philippine citizenship. RA-9225 or the Citizenship Retention and Reacquisition Act of 2003 Nicholas Lewis v. Kamalek there is no provision in that dual citizenship law, RA-9225, requiring duals to actually establish residence and physically stay in the Philippines first before they can exercise the right to vote. On the contrary, RA-9225, in implicit acknowledgement that duals are mostly like non-residents, grants under its Section 5, Paragraph 1, the same right of suffrage as the granted an absentee voter under RA-9189. It cannot be overemphasized that RA-9189 aims, in essence, to enfranchise as much as possible or overseas Filipinos who, save for the residency requirements accepted of an ordinary voter under ordinary conditions, are qualified to vote. In Kalilong versus Datumanong, Petitioner averse that Republic Act No. 9225 is unconstitutional as it violates Section 5, Article 4 of the Constitution. The intent of the legislature in drafting RA-9225 is to do away with the provision on in CA No. 63, which takes away Philippine citizenship from natural-born Filipinos who become naturalized citizens of other countries. What RA-9225 does is allow dual citizenship to natural-born Filipino citizens who have lost Philippine citizenship by reason of their naturalization as citizens of a foreign country. On its face, it does not recognize dual allegiance by swearing to the supreme authority of the Republic the person implicitly renounces his foreign citizenship. Plainly from Section 3, RE number 9225 state clear out of the problem of dual allegiance and shifted the burden of confronting the use or the issue of whether or not there is dual allegiance to the concerned foreign country. What happens to the other citizenship was not made a concern of RA-9225. Section 5, Article 4 of the Constitution is a declaration of a policy and is not a self-executing provision. The legislature still has to enact law on dual allegiance.